Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. Angela, we're going to talk about the importance of falling down. And I've, I've, got, I've got a lot of interest in this. Back in our family childcare days, we had a little girl. She's probably in high school now. She would, she would just, she'd be standing at the easel painting and just fall down once in a while because she had, she was, she was this tall little thing. It was like a, a baby gazelle. She had these long legs and she just didn't know how to manage them. She went through this, this time. And eventually I think she, uh, she, uh, she, she learned how to control her body, but her mom said, you know, I was exactly the same, same thing. I was, a, I was a long girl with these long gangly legs and, and I finally outgrew it. So what, what do we, what do we gain from falling down and why should, should we be looking, for do we need to look for opportunities to give kids chances to fall down well I think I think yeah we don't <laughs> I think we just want to allow children not be afraid of allowing them to fall down um, I have a, a great example of this we had a child come way back when I was doing outdoor therapy before Timberneck started um, I had a child that came to me that was was nearly blind and nearly deaf so she already had two senses that were not working quite right. And so, and she also had some balance issues and the mom, I was watching her, we are walking into the woods and it's uneven, right? And there's roots and um, challenges everywhere. And the mother was, you know, I, and I understand why, but she was right behind her with arms out on both sides, like almost like she's spotting her and saying, don't fall, be careful, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, be careful, be careful, be careful. And it was really, um, it was my first in like instance of that kind of situation where it was, um, a parent was so afraid of letting her fall. And um, she started receiving occupational therapy um, with another person as well. So she received like nature programming OT with me and then um, received OT. And that OT purposely had her fall um, because falling actually helps you practice um, reflexes, you know, where you, you start developing the reflex of putting your arm out. Um, and so those, that's really important. So if you never allow children to fall, you're not developing the, the proper re protective reflexes on um, catching yourself. Yeah. Um, but you also, it goes back to what we already talked about is we want kids to get out of that always upright situation. Mm -hmm. We want them to be in anti-gravity -gra positions. Um, if we're always upright, we're not challenging anything. We're, you know, like, so the two easiest positions to be in is standing or laying down. Uh -huh. because, um, but when we get on all fours, we're starting to work our muscles more and we're starting to challenge the balance sense more. When we fall, we're getting out of that upright position. So we're starting to challenge our senses more. So we do we do want to allow children to have opportunities to fall and not be so afraid. Like the problem is when we're too afraid and we keep them from falling, that's when we become, again, barriers to that development that needs to happen. In an OT environment, how do you, what, what's the scenario for creating an environment where kids are encouraged to fall? Are you, you just standing there with a stick and just poking them once in a no. while and knocking <laughs> them over or what's that, My that work? My environment's very different than the typical OT environment because I'm outside, but in a typical OT environment, what they'll do is they'll often have children, you know, um, they would fall into a big mat. 
-hmm. or they might be sitting on one of those big therapy balls and they would move a child slowly to side to side and have the child put their arm out to to catch themselves, um, you wouldn't be pushing a child. Okay, I, I was pretty <laughs> sure. I was pretty sure that's the way it was. But, although yeah. it would, it would be kind of hilarious. Um, yeah, so well, be. well, in this episode, we're advocating for falling down. We don't necessarily want to be the initiators of no. it. No, <laughs> and also, like, if a child's standing by giant, like on giant boulders, or you know, you wouldn't. Yeah. Want and so i think this is this goes back to um i mean this is one of the great things about superhero play and rough and tumble play in general because there's there's a lot of there's ample opportunity for child induced falling and and that's a that's a good thing i'm i'm gonna have to add work this into my presentations because i i hadn't thought about the the value of falling down before this episode angela thank you um and and really beyond that well, well, where does all the where does all the friction and worry about falling down come from from us as adults? Is it, I mean, oh, they're fragile and they're going to break themselves, or we yeah, don't want to get the outfit dirty? I think it's, or? it's just we don't. I mean, as adults, we we're protective of our children. We want them to. We don't want them to get hurt. But it goes back to, I know I keep saying this, but I think if it's the one thing people can take away, if we protect them so much that now they're becoming unsafe and more accident prone, that's a problem. Yeah. So we do need to allow for those challenges to happen, whether it's physical, emotional, that's the only way children can develop properly. Yeah, I mean, when they're, when they're learning to, to walk, I was looking, I was, for some reason, I was interested in learning to walk the other day, and I, I found an article, I don't think I've got it on the tab open now, but they'd done some research on, on learning to walk, in, and while learning to walk on an average day, a, a new walk, walker was taking thousands of steps and falling down hundreds of times, um, and I mean, that's just part of the process. Yeah. And then what they they learn to walk, and then we start worrying about them falling down. Although they 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 became masters at falling down, mm-hmm. in that whole learning to walk process. So sometime between two and a half and four, we we turn falling into a bad thing. Yeah. So it goes to show resilience too, like the importance of resilience, like. I mean, symbolically, but also in real life, you know, like you fall, you get back up and you keep going. You don't, you don't get devastated by the fall. So that's another thing to think about. Like we don't want to over dramatize when a child falls. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, another piece of it is the social skills that, that are involved because um, your friend falls, you go over and make sure your friend is okay. If they've got a scratch or a, or a scraped knee or something, you help them take care of that. And so it's an opportunity to practice things like nurturing. You reach your hand out to help them up. Yeah. Nurturing and empathy are part of that process as well. And, and, and how to use the first aid kit. That's right. I mean, boo-boos are okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need to, we need to, kind of reinstill that little bit of resilience into early learning programs and try to try to encourage early learning settings to celebrate a scraped knee once in a while instead of instead of fearing it i mean that's that's kind of what we that's kind of the mindset we had with with our kids and and the kids we worked with in in the center and then the family child care program is is a scraped knee hey you fell down you scraped your knee good for you you got back up yeah um here's here's we'll clean it up and back at it it's part of life 
And if you learn that when you're two and a half or three years old, it it makes you a little bit more resilient when you're 25 or 35 years old. It, I mean, it just does. Absolutely. And we really want to create, um, we want people to be change makers, right? We want to inspire people to like, and we look at heroes and they fall, they get back up and they don't stop. Like you don't, you, yeah, you can't let that stop you. Yeah. I think one, one, one thing programs I've heard one of their, problems with falling is every time a child gets a scratch or a scrape they have to fill out uh, an incident report yeah and that kind of thing and and i've pushed back with some of these programs and like do you really um do you really need to fill out an incident report for every scratch and scrape and in most places it turns out no you need to fill out those things for for bigger injuries and so I've started doing things like like advocating for you want to maybe inform the parent, hey, they got a scraped knee. That's what we do. But yeah. it doesn't need to be a big thing. Right. Absolutely. And so just having having two different forms. Here's an incident report yeah. where it's a full page and you gotta you gotta contact the insurance company. And here is a fell down and got a boo-boo report. Right. Which and so turning down the heat over those little injuries kind of creates an environment where we're we're more able to to support them. What's that look like in, in Timbernook? Somebody falls down and gets a scrape. How do you Yeah, we we don't have to do incident reports. So what we do is we just um talk to we just talk to the parents about it. if it's a, a more of a severe thing or something we want the parents to be aware of. If it's a little scrape or a cut or a tiny bruise, we don't necessarily always tell the parents. Because it yeah. can you imagine like, cause then you, did, then you start going, is this, would this need to be, cause then it creates anxiety too, I think. Yeah. About, around the whole situation for the parents and the children. It's a normal part of playing outside. So if we did for every boo-boo, we would be doing every day for like five different. Yeah. 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 Well, we always tried to do is, you know, if, if, if it left a mark, if there's a scratch there or, yeah. or there's a little bit of bleeding or a, a small bruise or something, we'd, you know, try to point it out at the end of the day. Yeah, pick up time just so they're they're not freaking out when they discover it. Right, an hour later at bath time. Requires a band aid. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. tend to be more lenient on that, but we're not we're not in a childcare program. Uh, yeah. So- and then the other thing we tried to do, if it, if, if it involved the head, like somebody's running across oh, the yard and they bump into a tree um, head first, mention that kind of stuff just because, I mean, there might be oh, something, something later. But a cut on the foot or something where they need to keep an eye on it, we'll definitely tell the parents. Yeah, but other than that, we tried not to create much much heat, much friction about those kind of things because that just amps it up and makes it more more of a more of a, a thing. And then the other thing we did is is we we made it very clear kind of in – in the orientation process when we were bringing in a new family that, you know, these things are going to happen and here's why they're good and we're not going to freak out about it. And if you need to be somebody that freaks out about it, maybe this isn't the program for you. Yeah, absolutely. And so, because just being clear on those things up front kind of, kind of helps parents because you can kind of, you can kind of lead them where they, where they maybe need to go sometimes on that because a lot of young parents, I mean, they don't know, how they should respond to falls and, and bumps and scrapes and things. Any, any other thoughts on, on falling down before we wrap this one up? No, I think that was great. Wow. This might be, this, this might be our longest episode ever. This is almost a 12 minute episode. Cool. My gosh, we got a lot of, a lot of stuff about falling down. Um, I remember, do you, do you remember any of your favorite fall downs from a ki- being a kid? Uh. I don't know or, if they're my favorite memory. <laughs> I remember hitting my chin and um, getting pretty hurt. Oh, but man. I don't remember what happened after that. So. 
awesome. Oh man, I, I had one. I ended up going down face first and 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 had had to had to have a couple of stitches in my forehead. That was great. I wiped out of my skateboard once and it had scrapes. You could like see my ribs. There was like a, a scrape and I got scabs on the ribs. That was a cool one. Um I think having those battle scars when you get a little bit older are kind of sharing those war stories about play. I think, I think that's a good time. Maybe I, I, I think that's, that's good there. Hey, this has been Timber Nook Tips. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing with a friend. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash Timber Nook. For more Angela, visit timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit explorationsearlylearning.com. Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at a $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.